ಓಂ ಜ್ಞಾನತಿಮಿರಂದ್ಯಾನಂಜನ ಶಲಾಖಾ ಚಕ್ಷುರುನ್ಮಿಥೇನ ಪ್ರಧಾನಪುರುಷೇಶ್ವರಾಧ್ಯಾಧ್ಯಾಧ್ಯಾಧ್ಯಾಧ್ಯಾಧ್ಯಾಧ್ಯಾಧ್ಯ
Without the surrendering process, one cannot achieve liberation. The Bhagavatam says, those who are simply puffed up, thinking themselves liberated by some non-devotional process, are not polished or clear in intelligence, for they have not yet surrendered unto you. In spite of executing all kinds of austerities and penances, or even arriving at the brink of spiritual realization and Brahman realization, they think that they are in the effulgence of Brahman. But actually, because they have no transcendental activities, they fall down to material activities. One should not be satisfied simply with knowing that one is Brahman. He must engage himself in the service of the Supreme Brahman, that is Bhakti. The engagement of Brahman should be the service of Parabrahman. It is said that unless one becomes Brahman, one cannot serve Brahman. The Supreme Brahman is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the living entity is also Brahman. Without realization that he is Brahman, spirit soul, an eternal servitor of the Lord, if one simply thinks that he is Brahman, his realization is only theoretical. He has to realize and at the same time engage himself in the devotional service of the Lord, then he can exist in the Brahman status. Otherwise, he falls down. The Bhagavatam says that because non-devotees neglect the transcendental loving service of the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead, their intelligence is not sufficient. And therefore, these persons fall down. <clears throat> the living entity must have some activity. If he does not engage in the activity of transcendental service, he must fall down to material activity. As soon as one falls down to material activity, there's no rescue from the cycle of birth and death. It is stated here by Lord Kapila, without my mercy, nanyatra madbhagavata, the Lord is stated here to be Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of God, and indicating that he is full of all opulences and is therefore perfectly competent to deliver one from the cycle of birth and death. He is also called Pradhana because he is the Supreme. He is equal to everyone, but to one who surrenders to him, he is especially favorable. It is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita that the Lord is equal to everyone. No one is his enemy and no one is his friend, but that one who surrenders unto him, but that to one who surrenders unto him. Oops. But to one who surrenders unto him, he is especially inclined. By the grace of the Lord, simply by surrendering unto him, one can get out of the cycle of birth and death. Otherwise, one may go on in many, many lives and may many times attempt to attempt other processes for liberation. The terrible fear of birth and death can never be forsaken by anyone who resorts to any shelter other than myself, for I am the Almighty Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the original source of all creation, and also the Supreme Soul of all souls. That is the great equalizer of death and thinking to the father of Judd Bharat when he was training his son how to be a Brahmin and Judd Bharat didn't want to be a Brahmin 
he didn't want to involve himself in the world because he had already been Bharat Maharaj. And in that body, he had become distracted and he got attached to a deer. In the next life, he became a deer. He was aware that he had made a big mistake. And he did the best he could in a deer body, and then he took birth as Chad Bharat. And there he was fully aware again. This time, he didn't want to mix with society. It's somewhat similar to Shukadev Goswami, who just, after coming out of the womb, left home. Even though his father was Vyasadeva, he was calling after him, please come back. Shukadeva kept on going. Only the trees echoed in response to Srila Vyasadeva's cries. Oh, my son, oh, my son. And Jad, Jad Bharat, although his father taught him how to take bath after he did his, um, took care of his bodily functions, he would take bath beforehand. He let his Brahmin's thread grow black. He did the opposite of what his father, was, father taught him just so he wouldn't be subjected to the normal activities in human society, the expectations everyone has. If you're smart, you got to act smart and do something wonderful. He didn't want to do anything except for remember Krishna. Because he could see the laws of nature are inexorable. As Prabhupada was saying this morning in a lecture we were listening to, that you may live in a big skyscraper building, but it doesn't mean that death will forget you. And also, at the time of death, you may say, excuse me, I'm a big man. Therefore, I'd like to put in for another uh, special uh, circumstance. Uh, there's no consideration of that request. It's all calculated according to the consciousness one's developed during the lifetime. And no one gets a say in it except material nature. So Jad Bharat's father was straining to train his son and Shukadev points out that uh, death did not forget about him. That is Jad Bharat's father, although he forgot about death. Snuck up on him, carried him away. So the fear of death pervades the world. And there's only one solution. One has to become Krishna conscious. And uh, what is Krishna consciousness? We find it in the Bhagavad Gita. First of all, there are a lot of inconvenient circumstances in this world, in case you haven't noticed by now. Um, extremely inconvenient. And Krishna points out that a learned person has, knows what his or her duty is and goes on doing the duty despite the inconvenient circumstances. 
this was his instruction, was Krishna's instruction to Arjuna at Kurukshetra, when Arjuna said, this is altogether inconvenient and I don't like it. I don't like this bit. It looks like a lose-lose situation to me. But Krishna told him that you, you have to go and do your duty anyway. So we find ourselves oftentimes in situations where we think uh, this is too inconvenient. But the person who's following the spiritual path has to do his or her duty regardless. So if it's very warm in the summertime and the kitchen's very hot and it's time to cook the Rajbog offering, you can't say I'm not going because it's too hot. You still have to go in and cook. And it's a duty to take morning bath. You can't skip your morning bath if you're a devotee. You have to be clean. And so you might say, it's very cold. I don't want to take a bath. But you still have to take bath anyway. It's your duty, whether it's cold or hot. So Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, you have to learn to tolerate. Matra sparsha stukonteya shitushna sukadukada agama paino nityas tums to tikshashvaparata. And Prabhupada, in a very poignant um, class, or it's a point he makes, I didn't want to say a, po a poignant point because it didn't sound right. So I was trying to go around that, but I obviously didn't avoid it. He makes a very poignant point in one of his classes. I'll, I'll try to fix that later. And that is that if someone, someone passes away, someone dear to us, and everyone dear to us will pass away or will pass away before they do, he said, there's only one thing you can do. It's tolerate. I was sitting doing my puja when I heard that. And it just struck me how... Um, straightforward that is. And I never thought of tolerance as being uh, a thing that you depend on. It's just something that happens maybe, but Krishna recommends it in the Bhagavad Gita. He says, Matra sparsha stukonteya shitoshna sukadukada agama painonityas tamstatiksha shvabharata says the whole world is going to be inconvenient. It's not going to bend to your will. It's going to go the other way. And therefore, he said, learn to tolerate. The hardest thing to tolerate, actually, is when somebody that we love uh, leaves his or her body. Uh, we're very attached. But look at Bhagavad Gita also. And at Kurukshetra, uh, Arjuna was complaining about this. This is the first chapter. He was in utter despair before anything actually happened. And he was saying, it's like, this, this is too much to take. You know, I do my duty and the love, my loved ones die. And Krishna says, basically, if you don't do your duty, your loved ones are going to die anyway. So you should do your duty. And, and, the result of your work and how it all comes out isn't up to you. You can't control it. You can't control material nature. 
and you also can't control the outcomes. Everything is settled up. So there's a way in which in this world, as Patanjali says in the Yoga Sutra, as part of karmana daivanetrena jantur deho papate striyo pravishta udaram punsore takanashraya. He said there's there's daivanetrena, there's there's a powerful force from higher beings who are deciding exactly how we're fit in the material, how we fit into the material scheme. And the material scheme is like a huge machine. Prahlad Maharaj says, Nishpi jiman upukarsha vibo prapangam. He said, I'm afraid of this machine, how it works. He said, if you put your finger in there, you can get pulled in. And you get, he said, it's a crushing process. You get crushed by the machine. I don't want that. I want to surrender unto you. And in the Gita, Krishna also tells the process that if you let your consciousness float away, it'll pick up elements from the world, from the three modes of material nature. And then when you leave this body, you'll be perfectly fitted in the next body. Shariram yaravapnoti yachap yukramatishvara vaitani samyati vayur gandam vashayai. Shotram chakshu sparshanam cha rasanam granam evacha atishtayam manaschayam vishayam upasevate. Everyone gets perfectly custom made body according to the consciousness that he or she has developed. And Krishna says to Arjuna very plainly in the very beginning of Gita remember, this is Krishna speaking. He says, there's nothing to lament, Arjuna because nobody is their body. All those you think uh, you're, uh, that you're, are, all those you're lamenting for before you even go into battle, just understand that they're not gonna die. They only change places. And wh where they change places to is dependent on their own force of consciousness, whatever they've developed. So the only way to deal with the difficulties of life, and I would propose that the biggest difficulty in life is death. And there's a lot of small things that are inconvenient, like getting a parking ticket or stubbing your toe or getting a bad grade. You get an A minus instead of an A plus. That's for all of you people out there. I know you never get lower than an A anyway. You get an A minus and you freak out. That's nothing compared to leaving your body. That's the biggest career move you could make is leave your body. It's just, hey, what happened? He up and left, she up and left and gone. And here we are to lament. But we find throughout the Srimad Bhagavatam that the solace comes back to Atma Tapvagyan. Even Lord, even after Lord Nishingade, excuse me, after, after Lord Varaha killed Hiranyaka, Hiranyakashipu then came to console his family. He knew how to do it. He started telling them about how actually everyone in this world we meet for some time like guests in a hotel. They come together. I guess it's more like a bed and breakfast. 
They come together, they sit together in the lobby. They have a glass of herbal tea together. What kind of herbal tea are you having? And it's like, I'm having mint and I'm having chamomile because blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And they talk and they exchange uh, pleasantries. And where are you from? I'm from Ohio. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from California, blah, 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 blah. And then they get up and they go off and they never see each other again. So, you know, Nikashipu said, we're all like that. Uh, although we take it very seriously, we come together in a family and we say, oh, this is my family me member, blah, 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 blah. And however, everybody at some point just gets up and walks out. Uh, person got up, left the body, went to another body. And Krishna says, a person who's very foolish doesn't understand what's happening with this, when this happens. So, that first of all, tolerate these things. They're going to come and go. Winter and summer seasons come. You have to tolerate them. You have to go on doing your duty. Uh, body, at the end, you're going to have to tolerate the fact that uh, the body is going to um, come to the end of its warranty. And a little red light comes on. And speaking of which, I was mentioning Patanjali. I always appreciated the body is a package deal. It comes with custom-made senses. And you also get a set lifespan. Your ayu is already settled up according to your karma. So when somebody dies, we may see an external cause, like it was a disease, or they got hit by a bus, or they fell from a cliff, or uh, they just their heart just stopped. And say, oh, they died because their heart stopped. They died because they got hit by a bus. They died because of a disease. No, they didn't die because of those things. They died because that was the end of the ayu. It was time was up. There was just some instrument that made them leave the body. Otherwise, lots of people survive when they get, well, I don't know about hit by a bus. Probably they're somewhere in the world. But people survive in times when they shouldn't, and they die in times when they shouldn't have, and so forth. And it, it's a great mystery unless one knows that there's a higher power that's behind the whole thing. So Krishna consciousness means, first and foremost, to become conscious of Krishna, that he's the supreme controller and he's the only protector. We can do the best we can to protect ourselves, and we should. We, we should take some measures to reasonable measures to protect ourselves. So if you're riding in a car, I mean, if you look at the scientific evidence, it makes sense to wear a safety belt. Somebody could argue the other way too. Everyone can always argue the other way on everything. <laughs> but statistics show since safety belts, since helmets on motorcycles, more people are saved. So it makes sense to take some precaution, but 
In the end, Prahlad Maharaj says, That's a, a boat on the water can't save a drowning man. Medicine can't save a patient. And parents can't save their children unless it's prearranged. By the by Ishwar. So the recourse for those who understand the mechanical nature of, of the material world is to fully take shelter of Krishna. We can't make any adjustment in this world that will save us from death. And as Krishna says to Arjuna in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. There's no need to fear it either, because along with your birth, death is certain. Why lament? Why? The only duty that we have is to then, as Prabhupada says in this purport, surrender to Krishna, which is a process. And when we surrender to Krishna, then Krishna saves us from material nature. Because right now I'm captured by the material nature that's my problem i'm in, i'm enchanted with this inferior energy it's like i ran away from home and i got taken in by some like a bad foster parent bad, bad foster family and i'm i'm thinking you know this is my shelter but i'm being abused so Krishna benevolently offers, no, no, you come to me for shelter and sarva dharman parityaja mame kam sharadam vraja aham tong sarva papi mukshi shami masucha. I'll save you from the entire process of the, this slaughtering process of the material world and I'll deliver you. I'll take you out of the material nature altogether and even while you're in the material nature, karmani Krishna makes arrangement for those who are practicing bhakti. He takes personal care of their karma. And for the devotees, he takes away the karma, but he may leave activities that remind us that this material world is not our home. So a couple of just quick points from the, quick or not, let's see, from the purport, Prophet writes, but whatever one may do, unless he comes to the point of surrendering to the Supreme Personality of God, no process can give him liberation. So that limits the choices a lot. If no other process except surrendering to Krishna, so that gives us um, a good focus. Just... Uh, act in Krishna consciousness, take shelter of Krishna and go on doing uh, your practices of Krishna consciousness and surrender from your heart to Krishna. And um, marked with a star in my purport says, if he does not engage in the activity of transcendental service, he must fall down to material activity. As soon as one falls down to material activity, there's no rescue from the cycle of birth and death. So it's an excellent idea to not fall down. Make an arrangement so that you can be engaged 
always in the process of Krishna consciousness and not get entangled or re-entangled in the material world. Because it's a um, difficult process in the first place to get out and better to become intelligent, as Prabhupada points out, bahunam janmanamante jnanavan mam prapadyate. Vasudeva Sarvamiti Sa Mahatma Sudurla. Be a Mahatma. You could be a Mahatma if you're a kid in high school, or uh, you can be a Mahatma if you're five years old. You can be a Mahatma if you're 80 years old. All you have to do to be a Mahatma is to just make this decision that Vasudeva Sarvamiti. There is nothing except for Vasudev. There's no other process except for Krishna consciousness. And I might as well cut out all the nonsense. Just stop it already. You've been doing this stuff for many, many lives. So just knock it off and make a plan to become Krishna conscious. And you know what? It's ecstatic. In fact, even doing your duty when you don't feel like doing it when it's too cold and you do you take your shower anyway when it's too hot and you go in the kitchen and cook anyway you're happy you're in ecstasy because you're doing your duty for krishna what's suffering is dropping your duty because you're afraid of suffering so rishabhadeva says figure out how to do austerities for krishna and you really don't have to try too hard to do austerities. They come to us anyway. All we have to do is figure out, how am I going to keep doing my duty for Krishna? And don't fall down. And if you slip, just get back up again. Don't make a big show about it or get all morose. Sapada mulam bhajata priyasya tektanya bhavasa hare priyeshaha vikarma yachchot patitam katanjin Krishna knows your intention in your heart. And if you keep going, he'll rectify everything. Not only that, if you keep the transcendental vibration going in your life, that is, chant, chant your rounds, read Bhagavad Gita, hear Srimad Bhagavatam, and then go try to do good for others. If you just do that, you'll be the most fortunate person on the planet. You'll be the wealthiest person, the most cared for person by dint of the transcendental power of the spiritual world and Krishna's hand will be in every aspect of your life. He says, and this is also from the purport, then I'm going to stop for some reflections. Samoham sarvabhuteshu nami dveshostinapriya Basically, Krishna lets everyone have free reign here in the material world. Of course, the material nature doesn't let us have free reign, but Krishna says, okay, I'm going to be equal because the living entity has free will. I'm not going to interfere. So, Samoham Sarvabhuteshu, to all living entities, I'm just giving um, them the freedom to do as they wish. But if someone becomes a devotee and says, okay, I'm going to surrender to Krishna. Then Krishna says, that person lives in me and I live in him or her. 
and then everything changes. And Krishna's reciprocation seems inordinate when somebody surrenders to him. The best way that we can help uh, people of the world, in fact, the only way ultimately, is by spreading the transcendental vibration. That's another implication of this verse. It's like, you can't readjust the material nature. It doesn't cooperate. And it doesn't matter how many plans you make, how many dams you build, how many hospitals you, you have, there's always going to be some problem. Again, doesn't mean that we don't make some arrangement for civilization and we go out of our way, whatever we can, to do the best we can for every living entity. And when people are in distress, we obviously minister to them, to their bodies, because it's very difficult. And in an ideal society situation, these things are pre-planned so that people uh, don't have to fend for themselves. It's bad management. But in the, at the at the topmost level, the best medicine for everyone is Bhagavad Gita and the holy names and a, a possibility of taking shelter of Krishna. If we take shelter of Krishna in our daily lives by doing our Krishna conscious duty every day and making a plan for giving at least this one lifetime without stoppage to Krishna, then we can have great effect in helping other people. Just make a 108 year plan. And if anybody bugs you about it, just say, it's fine. After I finish my 108 year plan in this lifetime, then I'll get back to you and tell you whether I can help you out or not. But I'm kind of tied up for our next 108 years. Om Tat Sat. Now let's take some reflections and questions. I'm going to check the board and see if anybody has written anything yet. See if I got any hate mail here. Okay. <laughs> reflection. Prem Kishori has a reflection that says Om Tat Sat questions for today's class will follow. And then Vijay Damodar Prabhu says, Please resolve apparent contradiction between 10.2.32 versus permanence of Sayuja Mukti, impersonal liberation. In fact, Vedanta Sutra 4.4.22 proclaims the liberated soul never returns to this world as promised by the revealed scripture. This should cover for Sayuja impersonal Mukti as well, correct? Ibrief, please clarify about permanence of the impersonal versus mukti. That verse, Anavriti Shabdat, is interpreted variously. Like Prabhupada uses it to say, Anavriti Shabdat means can become uncovered by transcendental sound. And that's the way he emphasizes it. And ultimately, the impersonal liberation conclusion of Bhagavatam is that unless one has the kind of liberation that involves reviving one's relationship with Krishna, it won't satisfy our need for ananda. 
And if our, or our need for Ananda isn't satisfied, what other, what any other kind of liberation will be uh, cut short because we'll start searching for it again. And if we haven't achieved the relationship with Krishna, then there's only other one other place to turn for apparent Ananda, and that's to the material world. The material world looks like it should have some ananda in it because there's variety here. And variety is the spice of life. But it's a fake out. And that's why Krishna very kindly warns us in the Bhagavad Gita. In the 15th chapter, he said, don't get faked out. It's a reflection. Urdhva mulamadashakam ashvatam prahurabhyanyam chandamsi yasyaparnani yasam dedasavedavit. So, the way Prabhupada explains it um, vehemently and and repeatedly is that the Anavriti Shabda, even if one does get Sayuja Mukti, one uh, will trend towards some kind of activity and relationship. And if you don't get in the spiritual world, you'll get in the material world. You will notice in the Brihat Bhagavatamrita that even in the Brahmajoti, those who have merged. Gopakumar notices this, doesn't he? He notices that even the living beings there are trending towards service because they're sparkling. And in that way, says the Sanatana Goswami, they're trying to glorify the Lord in a very benign way, but that's the tendency of the living entity. But it's not enough. Bhakti Rohit says this is really amazing verse. Oh, Vijay Damodar, was that all right? I just said thank you. I just wanted to recap what you mentioned is that these impersonalists do end up into Brahma Jyoti, but because they are on an XY plane, uh, their bliss is constant. And because the Jiva has a desire to keep increasing the bliss, which is not possible in Brahma Jyoti, so they come back to the material world. But they do cross the Viraj River, they do end up in Brahma Jyoti. Is that correct? For a small yeah. period of time. Yeah, but the. But yeah, but it's it's the, as Prabhupada points out, it, it's 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 still a, a, an an area that you can fall down from because of not being satisfied. Sure. Now someone says, "Well, why did you fall down in the first place?" Prabhupada explains, "There's a free will for the living entity, but he says, once having experienced the, the material nature and being satisfied with." The spiritual variety, there's no impetus whatsoever to come back. Thank you much. Okay. There this is really amazing verse and even more delightful to hear about it from you. Thank you. I remembered another verse from the Bhagavatam that talks about fear. We are living in times where we experience fear from the most unexpected quarters of life. Things that we think are going to be perfectly all right become the reason for great limitation. Just when we think that there is no hope, Srimad Bhagavatam comes to our rescue, through which Krishna says, don't worry, kid, I got you. Just remember me. Just surrender to me. This is profoundly reassuring and life-giving. Thank you. Well, thank you. A question from Anonymous. In our 108-year plan, how can we identify work on and eradicate the anartas or bad qualities which are there in our hearts. Chan Hare Krishna. Chaito Darpa Marjanam. 
the holy name, uh, if you chant Hare Krishna, you may notice this even in one afternoon, that rather than being confused, annoyed, and what else is there? Confused, annoyed, morose. If you chant Hare Krishna, even if you have bad japa, and you chant 16 rounds, you feel better. What to speak if you actually had a good day of japa. Um, so if you chant Hare Krishna, the Cheto Dharpana Marjanam, the problem is that I'm plagued by the mind. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, the mind can be the best friend or the worst enemy. And in the process of yoga, you have to make the mind your friend. And the best way to do that is to make it dance. Did you ever see one of those old movies where somebody was playing a flute and you got the cobra to dance? We, there used to be cartoons when we were kids about like a person with a turban, like Gopal Champu's turban, and he's playing a little flute going do, 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 and the snake comes out and it starts, gets mesmerizes and it, it kind of gets into a trance. And so the mind, it's like a snake. It can bite us in any time. Say, go and jump off a bridge. And you're like, what? Okay, I'll do that. People jump off the Golden Gate Bridge all the time. And then they're, as soon as they jump, they go like, what'd you do that for? It's like, <laughs> or they say to their mind, why'd you tell me to do that? It's like, I don't know. That's just what I do. I'm not your friend. So, you, you know, you have to make the mind your friend. And you could do it with the Hare Krishna mantra because Hare Krishna is beautiful. It's not only beautiful, but it's you hear Krishna's flute. We heard yesterday, Brahma heard it. And what happened when he heard uh, Krishna's flute, Tatvasagara? He, he realized the ocean of truth. You chant japa, you're hearing Krishna's flute. You know what you're going to get? Besides a bunch of trouble? As you listen to the radio, all you're going to get is trouble and your mind is going to bother you. But if you listen to Hare Krishna, you chant 16 rounds, even if they're not great rounds, if you chant 16 rounds, you're going to hear Krishna's flute sooner or later. And then you're going to realize the ocean of truth, Tattvasagara, just like Brahma. Brahma saw the spiritual world, so then he started off. Chintamani prakara sadmasako praviksha lakshavritesha surabir apipalayantam. He's seeing cows and he's seeing the chintamani of the spiritual world. And that's charming. It's so charming. And so, so chant Hare Krishna. That's the main thing. Keep the main, main things, keep the main thing, the main thing. Look, Dainiti, Hare Krishna Prabhu, make the decision that there is only one choice to make a plan of surrender to Krishna and don't fall down tolerating all inconveniences. Thank you for that summary. It's a good program. It's an, If you see people doing that, you just want to offer them obeisances. You know, 
you know, when I'm in Vrindavan and I see, uh, I see these uh, village devotees from the Vraj, you know, my favorite day, sometimes we're going over to Vrindavan at that time when we see the Vrindavan Mathura Parikrama. Everybody comes out, their friends in Vrindavan and Mathura, everyone gets together and they go on this little, little walk for about 50 miles old ladies, little kids, pots on their head, everything singing, happy, smiling, walking along. <laughs> and then going around Giriraj. And then you see uh, devotees, you know, devotees here and there who around the world, they're just doing their service. And no matter what the condition is, they just keep doing their service. They're just, they just stay steady at their service. That's how to be happy. And if you see somebody like that, then you just, you just want to offer them obeisances. Look at Janani Vas Pankajangri. You know, it's actually in our hearts because they're iconic. Because they just stayed in Mayapur. All you have to do is stay and do your service. No matter what else happens, just stay and do your service and, and don't give up. And even if you think that you're unqualified or that you're not very good or not very smart, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be smart and you don't have to be good. You just have to do your service and don't give up. And if you do that and keep chanting Hare Krishna, no matter what happens, you become a worshipable personality. And at the end, Krishna will come pick you up. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. He'll send somebody by. Just like, okay, pick him up. He says that in the Gita. He says that those who worship me always, hey, I come pick him up. Sends a, sends a car by to get him. So don't worry about it. Nam Chintamani says, thank you. Hare Krishna, Nam Chintamani, thank you for outlining the simple process for making our lives perfect. Chant our rounds, read Srimad Bhagavatam, read Bhagavad Gita, and do good for others. Also, really nice to know that practicing tolerance can make one happy. I like that formula. It's small enough to tattoo around your arm or neck. If you get a tattoo, you can put that one. Just um, chant your rounds, read Srimad Bhagavatam, read Bhagavad Gita, and do good for others. That's enough if you just do that. No problem. And it makes you happy too. There's self-realization in tolerance because you realize it's just that you're witnessing the world going on. You don't get pushed out of shape from the ups and downs. And you'll notice that actually we're ultimately not affected by the material world when we identify ourselves as being the spirit soul that's a servant of Krishna. Shankar Haldar with a question. Question, how do you approach Krishna consciousness to other, others, religious people or friends who are not following any religion? Thank you. Well, it's not really a religion, it's a science. There's only one process in the whole world, and it has to do 
was surrendering to God, just like there's gold. And it doesn't matter what kind of, where the gold comes from. You can say, this is Thai gold, or this is gold from Germany, or something like that. But nobody cares. All they want to know is, what carat is the gold? Is it 24 karat gold, or is that stuff from Hawaii, uh, where you buy a chain, 12 karat gold, looks like gold, but when you go swimming for a couple of days, and no money back, <laughs> no money back on these things. It turns green. Gold doesn't turn any color because it's it doesn't tarnish. So we're not concerned with the external feature. Doesn't matter whether one is a Hindu or a Muslim or a Christian or a Zoroastrian or um, I don't know. Help me out here. There are other other traditions in the world. It doesn't matter. The, the only thing that we count is Savai Pum Samparo Dharma, Yato Bhakti Rahok Sajay, Ahaitu Kia Pratiyata Yayatma Suprasiddhi. What we're looking for is do you love God? And by the way, unless you know who God is, you can't love him because you can't love a cloud. You can't love the air. You have, we fall in love with a person with qualities. And, and that's why unless I come to the point of actually really becoming the servant of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God, and understanding the science that everything comes from a person. Everything in this world is personal, everything. And it all comes from the Supreme Person, and we're part and parcel of that Supreme Person. And our relationship with Him is to serve Him, just like this finger. It's part of my body. And if I say, come here, finger, come here, finger, I need you for a second. I have an itch here, please scratch. And the finger says, can't do it. What good is my finger? It's supposed to serve my hand and my body and me, ultimately the finger. So we're parts and parcels to Krishna. We're valuable when we serve Krishna and we're happy when we serve Krishna. So you have to know who God is. And the more information you have, the more you can fall in love. Like yesterday, we were reading the qualities of Krishna and everyone was just mesmerized. All you have to read, do is read two or three qualities of Krishna and there's something that happens to your mind. It gets rearranged when you hear Krishna's qualities. And you hear Krishna's Leela in the spiritual world or his Leela when he was here. If you just listen to that, even if at first your mind rejects it, you know how you know your mind's rejecting it? One way is you start looking at your cell phone instead of listening. Another way is you'll fall asleep it's like, I just got tired all of a sudden. I can't listen to this anymore. That's the resistance. But if somehow or other, you're able to keep taking the medicine, it acts as a kind of medicine. And gradually, it starts to sound charming. And then it becomes our life and soul, hearing the Leela and hearing 
every quality that Krishna has. It's magic. It is absolutely magic, Krishna consciousness. The holy name is totally magic. And so is, oh, Kameshri, please go ahead. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, Hare Krishna. So, Prabhuji, thank you so much for the wonderful Tulsi Kirtan. I was so happy when you started after a long time. And um, and also today's topic. Thank you very much, Prabhuji. This is, uh, I remember, um, you know, growing up in the home, they always, uh, if something like this, somebody passed away, they never wanted to discuss it because it's, uh, you know, fear of death. And um, I was so happy that you actually chose this topic today because uh, we are in the, in the age that we have, that we are, we are old enough now that we are seeing our elderly um, leaving and um, the, all the happy days when we are young and everybody's around was a, uh, gone and they're going. And uh, uh, so I, I really liked that you chose this topic and you're speaking and I liked uh, Harim Vina Namrutim Taranti, that point in the Tatpariya, sorry, the purport that you read, read today. And um, um, it's, it's really, um, I, I, I just trying to absorb everything that you're seeing, saying. And uh, I was also remembering that um, uh, when, when, uh, when um, Parishit Maharaj uh, was dying and the Uttara was running towards him at the end, then she was uh, she was having uh, two feelings. Uh, I was hearing some lecture from Rasamrit Maharaj. She was mentioning that she was uh, having a fear of, uh, of impending death of her son, and uh, she wanted to hear uh, Bhagavatam from Parishit Maharaj. But uh, her eagerness to hear Bhagavatam was more than the fear of death. And uh, it was so nice that uh, you know the devotion can actually overcome fear of death. And um, I had one more point. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask one question this morning. We One question, Prabhuji, I have. This morning we were reading from Bhagavatam uh, in the first canto when um, when um, Parishit Maharaj is seeing uh, Dharma and in that particular chapter. Uh, it is said that when uh, Yamaraj is uh, present in the assembly of the Harikatha, then uh, death does not come and uh, the devotees don't die. So uh, we always say this, uh, that uh, devotees don't, you know, don't really, we don't say that they die. So how, I mean, of course, they continue the devotional service from here to again in the next world. Uh, but uh, from uh, uh, how we can understand uh, the point that the devotees, uh, actually the death doesn't come to devotees. That's how to understand. I mean, there is no death for for someone who's who's died to the world. The the thing that dies is our attachment to the body and to the world. And so, it's like you know, tax collectors. They're looking for people that have money. They don't care if you don't have any money. They're not going after monks. I mean, maybe they are nowadays. <laughs> um, if somebody doesn't have any money, they're not interested. They got nothing to gain from that. And so when death comes, you can cheat death before death cheats you because you already give everything back to Krishna. That's Sarva Dharman Parityaja Mame Kamsharanamaja. 
So that means you have attitudes like, I don't have anything. It's not my house. A heartfelt song from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He's saying, you know, not my family. It's not my body. It's not my mind. It's not even my soul. I don't belong to myself. I be it's all Krishna's. You can do that. There's a, there's a, a sheet you can sign. You sign up for it. It says, okay, would you like to give everything away? In fact, you can even do that in the tax code. There's a charitable remainder trust, CRT. And you give everything away in charity. You get some little thing back and then you don't have to pay taxes on it. I don't know how it works. Somebody can, uh, no, don't bother. Anyway, it, the way it works is you give every you give the thing away in charity, but you still get to use it. But you give it preemptively away in charity. It's still yours, but there, there's no tax on it or something like that. There's ways in the tax code, and there's ways in the code of the world too. How does it work? Sarva dharman parityaja mame kam shadarnamraja. So death comes. Yamaraj there is a time to die. And it's like too bad. I already died. Marnam before smarnam. You die to die to the idea that I'm this body, I'm attached to everything. Uh, you can do that because it's true. And you just keep a little something to use in service or whatever Krishna gives you to use in service. And so, Isha Vasa Midang Sarvam, Yakincha Jagat Yam Jagat Tina Tektina Bunjita Magrida Kasiswidanam. Everything animate or inanimate in the universe, controlled and owned by the Lord. One should therefore only accept those things necessary for himself, which are set aside as quota. And one should not accept other things, knowing well to whom they belong. So like that, and in the next life, uh, after you give up this body, you just the devotee goes on serving in another capacity. Death means being separated from the Vaishnavas, actually. Okay, we have a couple more points. Uh-oh, it's really racking up now. Shukeshri, Gandharvika, and Mahendra. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Or Gandharvika, Sukeshri. I, I don't know how it goes. Just a quick question, Prabhu. Thank you so much for selecting this topic because uh, like Kamishri, I also felt it's so relevant now. And um, you also said that death, death is the promotion that we can get. So we understand that. And also regarding like when people argue is uh, over, then they die. But now in these days, we are hearing like people are dying in like a lot. Is it like maybe it's happening, but we are not hearing. But now because of this disease, we are hearing more. Is it like that? Or is it because um, of the collective karma? So how do we understand that? Well, when, when Yudhishthir and Krishna went to Bhishma Dev and said, how do you understand this whole thing? And he said, you don't really understand it. Except for understanding that it's Krishna's will. You, you don't you don't sort these things out so much. It, it's a very simple thing, you know. Actually, we're not part of the material nature. We're involved in it, and it's very awkward and inconvenient. But if you take tapasya for Krishna, then you'll become purified. And when you leave this body, you don't have to take birth again. And in the meantime, trying to figure out the material world is very difficult because where it stops and ends, when it started, you can't even trace that back. So it's very difficult to understand the intricacies of karma. 
and, and cause and effect. You know, it's the beginning of the Bhagavatam when um, Shukadeva Goswami, Parikshit Maharaj asking Dharma the bull, like, who did this to you? And Dharma doesn't want to name a perpetrator because say I name that the implication is you name a perpetrator and then you become implicated. Stay out of it. It's not our job. Our job is servants of Krishna. Do your duty. Chant your rounds. Read the Bhagavatam and read Bhagavad Gita and everything will stay like lucid and clear. You try to figure everything out or you try to fix everything and you just get it gets very complicated. Of course, we take whatever remedial measures we can on a material level. We don't neglect anything, but we leave the end result up to Krishna, how it all comes out. And we have to anticipate that the material world is Dukalaya Mashashvatam. Okay, Sukeshri. Who can Vatsala Mataji go? She didn't know how to raise hand or ask yeah. questions. I'll ask mine after. Thank you, Prabhu. Okay. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna, Prabhu, one more time. Uh, okay. So my question is, does everyone who has taken birth in this material world, will, some of, will they ever find a way to go back, uh, to, okay, I'm sorry, I'm just fumbling. So I'm trying to ask that in some birth or the other birth, like devotees, they find a way through Krishna consciousness uh, to go back to true home. But are there even souls who just get stuck here forever because of uh, attachments or any materialism and they, they never go back, they're always here. They will always be here. Does that happen? Not if we can help it. The Sankirtan devotees think in terms of like wherever we can do Sankirtan and give somebody an opportunity to be re-energized in the service of the Lord, then we do it. And uh, Prabhupada's, uh, the, the vision of Sankirtan devotees like Prabhupada is very optimistic. Whereas in some Sampradayas they'll talk about, well, you know, some souls are here forever and stuff. We, we don't see like that. We see that the soul is eternally part and parcel of Krishna and mm -hmm. that there's always opportunity for, for every soul to become purified by contact with the uh, pure devotees, with the, with the Sankirtan movement to become re-energized. That's why we get so excited about it because it's a big deal when somebody gets an opportunity to take to this. Great. Okay. <laughs> No, we're part of the spiritual world. We really don't belong in the material world. So, you know, just as we don't stay in the Brahma Jyoti or in the material mm -hmm. world also, at some point, it's mentioned by, uh, in various prayers, for instance, um, um, when um, Akura is going to, uh, to see Krishna and Balaram in Vrindavan, he wants to pick him up, he talks about how Souls are like logs floating and floating and floating. And at some point, that log comes up on the shore. Mm -hmm. Right. The at some point. So the souls in this world, they may be, it may seem like a long time, but we're eternal. Okay. How is time can't, you know, compared to eternal? And sooner or later, they'll come in contact and then wash up on the, on the 
on the shore to get an opportunity. Brahmanda Brahmate Kon Bhagyavanji Guru Krishna Prasadi Pai Popilata Vij. This is from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. Very optimistic. The wandering soul comes in contact with a Vaidya, a devotee Vaidya, a, a doctor who has hymns, gives him the mantra, and instructions, gives him the Bhagavad Gita. Said, here, you take these uh, two, call me in the morning. Take two of these, call me in the morning. And so the doctor ha hands it out and the person wakes up. And even yeah. though they were destined to stay in the material world and there was no hope of getting out, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Maya Mugde Jivar Nahi Swata Krishna Gyan Jivari Krishnaya Koya Jivari Kripaya Koya Krishna Veda Puran. That's why uh, Veda Vyas made the Vedas. So the souls who don't automatically come out on their own can have some intervention through the Srimad Bhagavatam. You hear mm -hmm. Srimad Bhagavatam, just like Shukadeva Goswami. He was really devoted to the impersonal conception. Mm. Totally. He went off to the forest. He was satisfied in that until he heard the Bhagavatam. His father mm -hmm. sent disciples out there to read Bhagavatam out loud. And he heard it. Mm -hmm. And then he said, okay, I'm a devotee. So we have to wake people up. So we I need do. your help for the Sankirtan <laughs> movement. Okay. That would be my pleasure. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good career move. <laughs> All right. We got Sukeshri and Shweta Mandre. Thank you. And you can ask more too. Go ahead, Sukeshri. Prabhu, on Sunday mornings, we have discuss, I have discussion with my, some of my college friends. And um, today, one of my college friends said she had a near-death experience about a couple of years ago when she had a general anesthesia. And well, um, she saw her uncles who had passed away a long time back. Well, um, and then of course she was revived back because of the oxygen or whatever situation was there. But what I, I had a question is, first thing is, does Shastra say, is that possible? Uh, what, what I was thinking is that um, they already left that body. So can, how is it that she was actually able to see her uncles in the same body? Uh, because I was trying to connect to Yanti Deva Vrata Devan. Maybe Pitruloka people will go if they keep thinking about their ancestors, then they can go there. You know, somebody who are very attached and related. Is that understanding right, Prabhu? I mean, my second point and my first point is the question. Say the question in one sentence. So the question is um, when her uncles passed away, have already passed away, but she was seeing them in the same body that um, she knew. And she actually had like an out of body experience. So the, uh, sorry, near death experience. So the question is, when uncles had already left their body, is it more of her mental concoction or attachment that she had, she was seeing them? Or in the Shastra say that you will be able to see, um, you know, maybe people you're attached or, you know. Yeah, you can see people you're attached to. That's the whole Pitriloka. There's a whole thing going on here in the material world, this whole attachment thing. Everyone wants to hang on to everything. You know, if you're Chinese, you want to be Chinese forever. If you want, if you're Paul McCartney, you want to be Paul McCartney forever. Who wouldn't want to be Paul McCartney forever? You want to give up that body and say, nah, I don't like that anymore. It's like, you know, everyone has relatives and they're attached. Can I keep them? And so, sure, you could keep them. Here you go, Petri Loka. They'll all hang out on this one planet and you can do some kind of uh, 
you know, these yagyas and things like that, they're very um, high tech. There's a way that there's just like you use an iPhone. I don't know how it works, but it does. And so the yagyas and the, the ways of doing shrad, dan, and all that, you can, you can have some um, ethereal connection, you know, with relatives and so forth. But it's, you know, it's, it's material energy moving in different ways. The ultimate goal, though, is to develop love for Krishna and to um, then take on your uh, spiritual body where there's no change anymore and not be attached. You know, we see from the various stories in the Bhagavatam that try to divest of, of this idea of hanging on here in the material world. Of course, you know, there are rituals we do to do good for our relatives and when they leave and these are, are, are done. Uh, the best thing is to become a pure devotee and to go on chanting Hare Krishna. Uh, but you can do these um, processes to, uh, to assist your relatives when they leave because there's some kind of technology where it works. Okay, yeah. Shweta Manjari. Um, Hare Krishna Gurudev. Uh, it feels like death is always right there. It's, it's so close by. And I'm afraid that I won't have the intelligence to fully surrender to Krishna before um, before I leave this body. And so how do I feel this constant urgency that death is always here? And I need to be taking my devotional practice seriously um, all the time. And when I do have these bursts of urgency, my patience like kind of starts to vanish. I start to become impatient. And I desire to move faster than what's appropriate for me. And so how do I balance this urgency and patience at the same time? Well, first of all, you're on a pretty fast track, if you haven't noticed. And, you know, it just takes practice, really. Um, and I can relate to that. It's We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like, I always used to wonder what would happen when my father would die and, and would I be able to stay Krishna conscious or would I freak out? And, you know, what about my mother? And we go through life in Krishna consciousness, going on with our practices. And yeah, we go through all kinds of heartache and, and difficult, but we continue to do our, our service. And gradually we get mature knowledge about the difference between the body and the self. And if you chant Hare Krishna, then Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Priyojita You get these natural assets of being um, knowledgeable about the difference between your body and yourself and also detachment. So it's not easy. When Jayananda Prabhu left his body, is like a you got a very big, like a difficult struggle. Um, it's it, being born's not so easy either. It's a real pain, and death is a real pain too. And sometimes devotees burn off, you know, the last vestiges of any desire to stay in the material world. Even my mother, I told you this before, but when she was leaving her body, I mean, she became a devotee at the last minute, like three months before she left, and she told me about about a week before she left, because or maybe it was three days. She said, I never want to have to do this again. So if someone who takes it up to that late can have that kind of realization, I'm not saying she attained perfection. I'm just saying that, you know, we can have that realization like you're having now and you just have to practice. 
and what comes yeah it could be difficult but um and it will be but um you'll be prepared i've been with a lot of devotees when they left i was with sudama sudama served Prabhupada for a long time and then he he was away from Krishna consciousness ostensibly for some time. If he went to his apartment, it was full of pictures of Krishna. But, you know, he wasn't really doing his sadhana for some years. And then uh, then he got ill and he was found out he was going to die. And he came from San Francisco to L.A. They gave him an apartment there. I just happened to be there at the time. So I was going to see him and I was there when he left. And, you know, in the last last few days last week you know he was very fixed in krishna consciousness everything we do in practicing krishna consciousness comes back to help us when we leave this world so it's a good idea to um remain steady in practice it will all come to bear mahendra prabhu i i just wanted to share the uh, reflection of uh, how well and nice you put the the work with the mind how the mind is like a snake and can bite at any time and tells us all the time strange things to do to jump off from somewhere and i remember Prabhupada said once uh, uh, that the difference between the mind and the intelligence is the mind tells you jump off the roof and intelligence says no don't do it <laughs> way to understand the difference but uh yeah so what to do with that uh yeah animal which bhagavatam compares that so like a snake charmer uh, with a mantra make it dance and so it won't drift away as you said in the beginning i like very much it's uh, the, the consciousness floats and if we let it float it will pick up things from from the material nature from the gunas and then uh, we can be lost so yeah I, I don't be let to be plagued by the mind but uh, make it dance but sometimes it seems so overwhelmingly difficult to to chant and hear with with attention so my question is what, what would you suggest especially for chanting that we keep it and the mind that you know dance. like my my uh the late great urjaswat my dear god brother who passed away about seven years ago i think i can't remember how much time lapsed between things that happen anymore but um he used to say uh you got to lift up the kirtan prabhu you want an ecstatic temple you got to lift up the kirtan you know kirtan is our life and soul you just have a madanga a coal some kartals and just chanting Hare krishna is so nice and it just makes you want to dance. I I can remember some kirtans where you just leave your body because you're just in so much ecstasy. You're so happy. And if you live a life like that, lift up the kirtan. That's the secret to life. You get in a kirtan where you're just lifted up and you just want to dance. That's He's saying, well, my mind, please dance, please dance, please dance. That's our whole process is just get your mind to dance to Hare Krishna. It's the, it's the, it's the Hare Krishna that takes us back home, back to Godhead by the hand. We don't, uh, we don't have anything fancy in Kali Yuga. Everybody's got bad ideas. Manda sumanda matayo means like bad idea. You know, what about this? That's really bad idea. How about this one? That's super bad idea. 
just stop doing it and do kirtan. I mean, kirtan's the answer. The Hare Krishna kirtan, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Vakevalam, Kalavanas Devanas Devanas Deva, Gatiranyam. There's no other way, no other way, no other way. Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Hare Nam. And so get in that kirtan and just go for it. Find a kirtan, make the kirtan happen and keep it going. That's what makes life auspicious. That's what changes the material into the spiritual is holy name. You can't do any ritual in Kali Yuga without doing the holy name first and last. Nothing works in this age. The pump don't work because the vandal took the handle. Everything's broken. You know, you can't fix it in Kali Yuga except with chanting Hare Krishna. So don't get too involved in trying to fix your life, fix the world. Just you got to be Krishna conscious. And if you can do that, then you can be functional. Otherwise, everything's lost. And if you remember holy name at the time of death and you, your heart is still dancing because you felt the ecstasy of doing service, you know, you loved the fact that you did service no matter what throughout your life. You get this kind of determination in your heart. And even when you're leaving your body, you go like, okay, so what? I gave everything to Krishna. So I'm, I'm satisfied. You could take me away now. You know, that there's this power that you get from Krishna consciousness. And it's very simple. You just have to follow the parampara. Chant 16 rounds and do kirtan and read Bhagavad Gita. And everything will be better than okay. Godruma Prana Prabhu. Thanks, Mahendra Prabhu. It's so nice to see you. Godruma. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. My humble obeisances. Maharaj was uh, meditating on what you said that if none of the other processes work except for surrendering to Krishna, that that limits the number of options we have and makes it easy for us. And I was reflecting, I was thinking that it's such a relief to actually come to that stage where we realize none of the other processes work and we just give everything up, drop the other plans and just surrender. It's like a relief and we're saving ourselves of so much trouble by just dropping other horrible ideas, like you said, the bad ideas. Yeah, that's true. And that's intelligence, actually, to develop that kind of intelligence. And Krishna says in the Gita, Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam pritipurvakam dhanami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upiyantite. If you worship me, then I'll give you the intelligence to understand that, to see that this is like a, the best thing. You know, if somebody gets gets it in their mind and heart and soul that I want to read Bhagavatam. That's a good idea. That's a that's from Tadvagvi Sargo Janataga Viplavo. It's from the spiritual world. Somebody gets, you know, not many people get that idea. It's like, I think I'm going to read Bhagavatam. You know, that's my thing in life. I'm going to read Bhagavatam. Who gets that kind of idea? Not many people. Everyone's running around in Rajas and Thomas trying to find some little scrap of happiness in the material world, but it's all coming from the Bhagavatam. And if you surrender to Krishna, you try to worship him, you pray to him, please help me. I'm really, I'm really fallen. Then he'll give you a little impetus that listen to Bhagavatam and try to try to be part of the Hare Krishna movement and spread the Sankirtan movement around the world. And then you become a hero also. That's the quick way to get recognized is to try to do good for others, like all of you are doing. Just, you know, uh, be a hero. That 
it's really hard in the material world, the heroes get reversed. And at the end, they go like, guess what, you know? <laughs> but in Krishna consciousness, even if you got a really bad personality, or you messed up one way or another, if you tried to spread Krishna consciousness and tried to be Krishna conscious, then you're still going to be the best of the best. Om Tat Sat. Well, I'm really racking it up here. So I just want to see Shirley's reflection. She said, I have to remember that saying the mind tell you that jump off the roof. So true. Many times I put my foot in my mouth and later, why did I say that? Yep, definitely. And Hare Krishna, power phrase, all glories, personification, Hare Krishna. Um, okay, I think that's it. We did a little damage. Was it a, was, um, anyway, let's just do a little uh, Harinam before we leave. Is that okay? And uh, we got to stick together no matter what happens. We're, you know, we're in this together. And whatever happens, as long as we're chanting Hare Krishna and we go on doing our duty, then we're going to be okay. We're, um, you know, we're, we can't stay in this world forever. Nobody can. But there's no loss if we do our duty and we stay Krishna conscious. Whatever happens, uh, we'll, we're, we're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. And we're all going to come out on the other side with Krishna. That sound like a good plan? All right. Yes. All right, then let's do it. Okay, everyone who thinks that we should expand the Krishna consciousness movement, that we should do our duty in Krishna consciousness no matter what happens, and that we're determined to go back to Godhead in this lifetime, and that uh, we're tired of the material world pushing us around, we're not going to take it anymore, and we're going to fight back. Mm -hmm. We're going to chant Hare Krishna with great determination, even when we have a bad day, we're not going to get morose because we're going to put a check mark on our calendar, just like Shweka does every day to say no matter what happens, she had a good day because she was in Krishna consciousness. Everyone who thinks that's a good idea, please say Hare Krishna. Not to the arm, 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 not to the